Back again for another episode of Real Nerd Hours. Who am I here with today? Not Chet. <gasps> what? Still. Oh my that goodness. Then nigga stay gone. <laughs> uh, Chet's still in Florida. As far as I'm aware, uh, he's coming back the day after we record this at 10 p.m. So, whatevs. We'll see him at some point, I guess. <laughs> or not. Or he's replaced. <laughs> We'll he used see. to be talking too much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. You hear that, Chet? Uh, he doesn't even <laughs> listen to the show, so he's not going to hear that. Nikki's going to hear it, and she's going to be like, Chet, you should listen to the show. And he'll be like, I'll listen to it. And then he'll listen to it like six weeks from now, <laughs> and then then he'll hear this. He'll be like, oh, this is what she was talking about. Hi, Nikki. I mean, if you still listen. Also, I want to give a shout out to one of fucking Chet's friends who signed up for the Patreon and then downloaded a bunch of shit and then removed their pledge. <laughs> shout out to you. I mean, if you wanted it that bad, I could have just sent it to Chet and he could have sent it your way. Hey, can you, you can do that with the uh, you have to like pay for at least one month, right? Like, nope. right? Oh, word? No. Uh, Did they change it? Because I remember so, it used to be like that. So some some Patreons are set up to where you can actually uh, access all the content and meet, like yeah, before and, the billing. Yeah, exactly. And it'll bill you at the top of the month. But uh, there's a setting that you can turn on on your Patreon where it bills you fucking immediately. Yeah. And it's like, yo, like, you sure you want to sign up for this motherfucker? Yeah. Because it's going to bill you right away. And then it's going to bill you again at the top of the month. Yeah. And that's how it works. Gotcha. So, I mean, that's like, I feel like that's a smarter way to handle it because that makes sense. Yeah. Right? Like, prorate the amount of days that you get at Mm. the end of the subscription or whatever. Yeah. So, if you sign up on April 12th or whatever and you cancel your subscription like two months later, Mm. then on like June 12th or whatever or July 12th, that's when your subscription ends, Mm. which makes sense. Not like... Patreon, where it's like, oh, well, we charge you, we'll figure it out. Patreon's in trouble, too. Right. Not really in trouble, but like they're not making as much money as they could be because the way that they established their business model early in the game was they took a lot of venture capitalist funding. So, what ended up happening is like they're effectively in debt to these venture capital firms and they're like demanding more return on their investment. So, it's putting Patreon in a weird spot to where they have to come up with other services to provide to like creators, mm. which makes sense. This is something that they should have been doing a long time ago. Like shirts, for instance, they could have done like a Teespring thing when they first started or um, what else is there? There's Teespring, there's uh red bubble for stickers and stuff yeah. like that they could have been doing that like a hot ass fucking minute ago and could have been charging creators based on that but yeah. like i like, mean no this this model will work forever yeah this is, we only need to offer one thing rather than being like a one-stop shop for basically yeah. everything which would have been good they should have like client service managers or whatever yeah. and they should be taking care of everybody on there there was like uh this weird article that their pr person or maybe it was their ceo uh, where he had worded something very p- 
poorly. He was like, oh, we allow our creators to take a 90% share of what's uh, on our platform versus uh, our creators allow us 10% of what they make. <laughs> like, this is yeah, very is. odd phrasing on his part. Especially if you're a PR. <laughs> like, you should know yeah. which version of that phrase exactly appeals the most yeah man i don't know and like the the downside is like these fucking creeps from the uh intellectual dark web are creating their patreon alternative and the the thing about that is it's not as if like patreon is a bad platform or anything it's just that like these dudes get upset when they get uh banned off of it yeah so one one person uh lauren lauren southern was banned off of patreon because she was doing some fucking wild shit in europe she was banned from europe because of this jesus what she was doing was she was getting in a like a small boat and she would block the path of larger boats carrying refugees that were found in the middle of the ocean yeah that were coming back to port to like drop off the refugees yeah we're just stuck in the water and she was like trying to prevent those votes from taking port in Italy or France or some shit. I can't remember which one. That's what she was like. Probably Italy. I don't. Does Nice is on the coast, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's it's one of those two places. Uh she she was banned off of Patreon literally because she's in a uh, in a video saying like we're gonna prevent these boats from going in. We're gonna stop because that boat has to stop if we stop in front of them. And like Patreon was just like, bitch, this is fucking crazy. You can't do this. This is illegal. Yeah. You can't be on our platform. You're literally funding illegal activity on our platform by yeah. doing this. And that's what a lot of the problems on Patreon come down to is like if somebody's doing something illegal or in some cases offensive on Patreon yeah. like or off of Patreon because effectively what you're doing with Patreon is you're funding activity off of the website. Yeah. So when you have somebody like I believe Sargon of Akkad was banned off of Patreon because he was doing some like wild and shit. Oh no, he had, he had been being racist on another platform. Mm. He had used the N-word a bunch of times and people were like, oh yo, he's doing it to make a point or whatever. But, like, I can see where people are coming from in this specific instance. Yeah. But, like, if you look at the rest of Sargon's content, like, he, I don't want to say that he's racist, but he does a lot of racist ass shit. Yeah. And it's like, I, yeah, he could be doing it to prove a point or whatever. But, like, if I'm running Patreon, that's the gray area that I'm fine. Like, you give me a motherfucking excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Like, don't make us party to this shit. Yeah, right? Like, all all I'm asking you to do is to just not be weird and racist, yeah. okay? That's that's it. Like, if I'm black and I'm running a platform like Patreon, all I'm doing is saying, like, yo, don't be a fucking racist on this platform. Don't be, like, asterisk phobic on this platform. Yeah. Don't be a bigot on this platform. Yeah. I don't want to fund bigotry. And that's what this platform... I like I can't have this platform do that. Yeah. Going beyond that, uh, another big thing that Patreon's got a problem with, and what the dudes who are running with the intellectual dark web will have a problem with, is payment processing. Yeah. Because one reason why Patreon is cracking down on quote unquote sex work that appears on Patreon is because PayPal's got a big fucking problem with that. Yeah. And the reason why PayPal's got a big fucking problem with that is because the government's got a big fucking problem with mm. it. When people complain about like whether or not sex workers are safe on the internet, 
which they're not. Yeah. That's largely what part of the problem is. Like the government doesn't want sex work to be funded through PayPal, which is a like low key kind of valid because like the last thing you want to do is to create a platform where uh, child pornography or yeah, anything like that shit. exactly yeah. is going to be gone through going through your platform yeah which i mean like in reality they can't actually prevent but like they're doing what they can to be like government facing and being like oh look mr government man we don't allow this so don't look too close exactly exactly one of the other issues that they run into is funding extremism yeah so if you've got somebody like lauren southern for instance who's palling around with defend europe or defend europa or whatever group that was Mm. whatever extremist group is is like trying to actually let people die in the middle of the ocean. Um, whatever, whatever group she's palling around with, like funding extremism is going to get the government's attention on you more yeah. so than you want in your fucking life. Uh, FBI attention, like that kind of shit. They'll force you into a position where you have to shut down. Yeah. So when they kick people off of these platforms for like hate speech type shit, mm. it's not as if like they're saying like, yo, like, you're directly funding ISIS here. It's like, yo, no, this is getting to the point where you could end up funding something like the uh, Charleston rally. Yeah. And we don't want any part of that because then the FBI is knocking on our doors yeah. asking for more information it's, than it's we want to provide. Line shit is what it comes down to. And I think a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people forget that that is the point of these organizations is to continue to make money. Yes. And anything that threatens that, that's what they care about. They don't actually give a shit about what your politics are. They don't want anything that's going to make it hot for them and end up uh, losing money for them at the end of the day. Yes. But people conflate that with uh, tone policing and. Yeah, all kinds of weird, dumb shit. Like, oh, oh my God, you're so PC. Like, what pisses me off a lot of times is like. Like there are ways to handle uh, extremism on the internet. There's an argument that somebody made a long time ago saying that as soon as you ban somebody for anything on your platform, that's tacit agreement of everything else that takes place on your platform, which I don't agree with because that's, that's some like, you know, wild centrism, like uh, blank slate type shit. Like, Oh yeah. Like just because you painted the wall white means you don't want, your canvas to have any other color on it. Mm. Right. Like that's like a weird way to justify it, but I can understand where they're coming from when they say that, because as soon as you ban somebody for like Nazism on your platform, but you've got black Israelites saying white people are the devil on your platform. Yeah. uh, Then, then there comes a problem. Yeah. And when people start questioning like free speech and all this other shit, like I can understand where those complaints are coming from, but ultimately like what, Let's keep it 1,000. What's more likely to get get you in a fucked position? Yeah. Nazis or black Israelites? Like, Yeah, worst case scenario, some dude's yelling at you while you're walking away from them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've all had to avoid, especially if you've been to like L.A. or San Francisco or Chicago or <laughs> New York. If you've been in a major city, you've been accosted <laughs> by the black <laughs> even if you didn't know it right away that's what was happening and you realize what's going on and you fucking walk away or you talk to them and you get into it whatever they have they, they're obviously recruiting somehow but <laughs> like, if you like being yelled at and you like yelling at other people join the black israelites like we don't even know what we stand for <laughs> it changes depending on uh who is yelling the loudest that week <laughs> 
yeah, like there's a it's hard to gauge power dynamics if you're trying to apply blanket rules to stuff. You can't. It has to be case by case, but there are too many users on any given platform to do it on a case by case basis. So if it's uh going through with a scalpel on every single thing, or it's hey, if you do this, we've gotta like <laughs> we might review it down the line. <laughs> like uh we see you know, Tumblr's uh Porn ban is a good example yeah. of like, oh, we can't look at, we can't do this case by case. So we're going to do all of it. Yeah. Just in the small, like in this case that we might maybe get rid of some child pornography and they haven't, but <laughs> they're like nothing that could be even perceived as sexual. That's not like text basically is banned on our platform and you can review it on an individual basis. And that re- that process takes a lot of time because Tumblr's, I don't know what their staff does, but it's not anything efficient. I don't think they have large staff. Same with Patreon. I don't think either of those sites have like more than like 30 or 40 people working yeah. there. I know Tumblr has a small staff. I don't, like they have a an office in a building. They're not like, they don't have a campus. It's yeah. Just, because, I mean, like half of these companies aren't. Like, despite the name recognition, hmm. they're not fucking big companies because yeah. it doesn't take a lot of people to run an internet company yeah. anymore. Yeah, once the framework is there, it's more or less making sure everything continues to work the way it's supposed to and occasionally fielding complaints. Yeah, exactly. Shout outs to uh, Electric Boogaloo on the Discord who posted this and learned something from a while ago. Uh, it was about big data and pornography. So there's a, a lot of like questions as to like how uh, step sibling porn or uh, oh, yes. in-law porn became very popular. Faux incest. Yeah. F- yeah. Faux incest. Um, good, good coverall for him. Yes. It is. It is. Um, so apparently, like, big data entered porn a while ago. Yeah. And this was a result of, like, the tube sites getting into pornography, which is, like, really fucked up. And it's actually a really bad thing for yeah, sex it's, work. it's not good for uh, the industry as a whole if you're using tube sites. Even if you're paying for a premium tube site, um, like, if you're, like, uh, Pornhub has a premium subscription, not a lot of uh, that money makes it back to the content creators. Yes. Yeah. And imagine it in the same way that you would imagine like a Spotify or a title. Yeah. Except that money just doesn't go back to the production company. <laughs> it just stays with the company that's stolen the content. Mm-hmm. And what's fucked up about it is like, they don't have any content ID system on their platforms. Mm -hmm. So it just allows people to continuously upload the same shit. So if somebody like sends an email to their copyright department, like, yo, these are all the videos featuring our content. Uh, the, the, uh, tube site is legally obligated to take it down. But if somebody just re uploads it, they're just like, Oh, whatever. Every single time. Yeah. uh, Copyrighted material makes it onto the site. It's really shitty, but the reason why uh, I bring tube sites up is because, of course, like every other fucking platform that anybody ever fucking uses now, they collect data about their Mm -hmm. users. Now, they categorize users in uh, two different ways, consumers and customers. Consumers are people like you and I 
who, fingers crossed, don't actually pay for pornography mm. because it's 2019. And like, goddamn, after saying the whole bit about piracy, <laughs> it makes me feel real shitty to be like, yo, I don't pay for porno. I did for, uh, and I talked about this on my show already, so I don't feel bad saying it on your show. <laughs> I did for about a year and a half pay for Pornhub. Just to have, it was mostly just to have the highest quality videos all the time and you can download them so it's like well now i have these forever because as i mentioned before i'm i need to own <laughs> the media I, i'm gonna let that go i still don't i still won't buy i very seldom will buy digital games for that sex fucking reason i'm just like i need to have it so that they can't take it from me later and apparently oh. that extends to how i feel about online pornography is i'll just download the download it but yeah i did i stopped paying for it recently for that exact reason where i was just like this is not if like, I'm going to pay for pornography, I should go to the sites that are making this stuff or like the individual, like a lot of these uh, performers will use, will use the term performers, um, have their own like websites and stuff. I was like, well, if, if I'm going to pay for it, I may as well have it go directly to the person that I'm enjoying yeah. rather than this corporation who really doesn't give a shit and like, again, allows copyrighted shit to be upload to their platform yeah happy valentine's day by the way (laughs) uh what's better than masturbating by yourself on valentine's literally nothing (laughs) Uh, it doesn't cost any money sidling up to your favorite bottle of lotion or uh your i don't know lube i don't know what you use Uh, i found out recently if you don't have a foreskin um way easier you does you don't need a lubrication Really? Yeah, the stimulation around the head is facilitated by the foreskin covering it. That's interesting. Well, anyway, uh, facts aside, uh, because they're collecting data on every person who uses the platform, consumers' data isn't really collected. But I mean, it can be if you create an account. Yeah. But, like, let's be real. Like, who's who? The, what kind of person? Yeah, it just let, has. Let's stop and talk about this for a second. Let's say you go on RedTube or SpankTube or XTube or Xvideos or whichever platform. That All you- the Xvideos are owned by the same company. <laughs> God damn. Getting money. Yep. Holy shit. Uh, imagine what kind of person it would take to like create an account on that platform. That's one. Like, There's no guarantee of better quality just from creating an account. Yeah. Two... <laughs> What kind of person leaves a comment on a porn video? Like, imagine what you're going through to leave a comment. You're that desperate for a, for a community. Yes. Oh, my God. Like, I saw Shorty and she made me bust an eight roper like it was nothing. Like, you're leaving that for real? Or, like, critique. So, the only possible benefit I could see to creating an account on a porn website if this you are is not a, paying let me, for it. Let me okay, stop you ahead. right here because that in itself is a red flag to me already. They're the only... No, there's no reason. No, but anyway, it's not even really a benefit. It's... Because if you're on a porn website, you're using a browser that has bookmarks. You can save stuff like playlists and shit, which also, if you're curating porn playlists, you need to stop. Uh, that's like yeah, the only thing dog. that like I could see on like porn on Pornhub specifically. Like you create, oh my God, you create you know, an account 
and then you save things to different playlists. I was like, come on, dog. Like, just bookmark your own shit. But you don't have to... You don't have to give them your email address. <laughs> you've got you've got your own like private Twitter account set up. There's like one perfect shot where it has like a single frame from a movie, but your account is one perfect cum shot, <laughs> and it's just got every eight roper on a face ever created in any porn ever. Like, could you imagine that one perfect cum shot? And then it's just one frame and the title of all your favorite pornos. Oh my god. I wonder if that's the actual title because it's the, <laughs> they can't put the actual title because then it'll get taken down. It's it's uh, Bella Bella dot Rossi dot doggy dot xvid dot mp4 dot flac and it's just named incorrect. Flack is an audio format. Why why is this video named after an audio format? Oh my god! But effectively, what I'm getting at is that people will leave comments on videos and they take what's in those comments and aggregate them and then like basically tailor content for them. So the pipeline is as such some fucking weird fuck (laughs) creates an account on a website and says, Oh, Hey, X videos. I need to make sure that my 4k TV (laughs) can play this porno at 4k while I'm masturbating because it's a ritual as seen in 40 year old virgin. (laughs) I light a bunch of candles, some incense. I turn down the light. So I pull the drapes and I make sure that my TV is turned up as loud as possible. And I have the home theater system on. So when the, the thudding of the two bodies happens on cam, which right in the room, yeah, it's like I'm right there. It's like I'm right there watching these two people like have I'm sex. I'm the one being cut. <laughs> if he if he takes his dick out and tells me to suck it, I want to feel like he's actually doing it to me. But look, you you set up your TV, you do all this, you leave your comment. But one of the most interesting things that I read in that article, and I'll link it, it's from Logic Magazine. Shout out to Electric Boogaloo once again. Uh, was that somebody left a very specific comment. Yeah. And that comment was spun out into a script, and that was commissioned from uh, from the production company or from the tube site to the production company to the people who actually make the porn. Mm. And they create things based on what the comments say. And this person's comment was something along the lines of like, Oh, you should, the stepsister should come home and make fun of her brother for being such a dork for masturbating and they should get caught and that gets spun out into a script yep. and they, it's, it's just that formula forever and now. <laughs> Cause like, I just thought of like 12 videos, <laughs> just that exact scenario. I would say stepsister walking in her brother masturbating and then. Then you jump ahead. I don't. Yeah. yeah. You don't need the context. Yeah. I'd rather not know that context. <laughs> the t- clicking on titles really fucks me up because like there I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, that seems nice. Yeah. You'll see the like, screenshots or something. You're like, all right, yeah. cool. I'm into what's going on in this t- obscenely small square. Yeah. This thumbnail that's like got like a slideshow of like <laughs> yeah, 10, this PowerPoint. 10 frames. And it's like, oh, cool. Like that. And you looks click so- in and you see the titles like. Stop, mommy punishes. I was like, oh, come on, like this because then it fucks up your rec- like they have recommendations, and that's why I always do incognito, incognito every time. Been a fool. 
Yeah, dude. I don't a first and foremost. I'm although I'm sure Google already knows what kind of porno I yeah. like. I don't need that to be somehow reflected in my normal Google searches, especially because like I log into my personal email at work too. Mm. So if I'm like browsing and I accidentally pull up my personal email, yeah. the last fucking thing I need is a keystroke given away. Yeah, like I like I don't need I don't need a targeted ad for like these uh, bondage tools that I was looking at the other night or the sex swing or that sex dungeon <laughs> house in Kansas or wherever the fuck. Like I don't need, I don't need search results yeah. or ads coming to me about that because you know, I, I like a separation Yeah, because it's, I, I think it's important. Yeah. Like some things, some things don't need to be, uh, targeted to me yeah. in public. I'll find it. Yeah. Right. And this is one of the reasons why I'm like starting to like ease myself off of Twitter mm. because there are some things in my timeline because look, I have multiple to- Twitter accounts. I think four at this point. And one of them is like specifically or was specifically for freaky shit. Mm. And I did that for like a month. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. This is not for me. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, me. I wish I could. I wish I could, but I can't. I to continue because this it's deal jarring. Fashion. It's yeah. fu- like, I can't. I tried it. I tried being a perv in real life. Like, just like being in my car at a stoplight and like staring at a huge set of titties. And I was like, damn dog this is not it (laughs) this is not it right now call from chief hello chief hello hi this ain't it that was it that's how i felt that one time to get back on the point uh big data has mined all the porno that like paying customers effectively want to see and in order to retain these customers they will make things specifically catering to their comments yeah and that's something that i find really weird and eerie but like i can understand it because effectively what you're doing is like you can take something you can turn it around in like a day or two yeah it's pretty quick and another interesting part of that article that I read, and this is at the very beginning, is like you can't – the actors in the video can't say no. Yeah. Like they can only be like, oh, yo, this is fucked up. Uh, this is messed up. I can't believe this is happening right now. But they cannot by any means say no or shake their head or anything like that yeah. as they're shooting these scenes because of course then it fucks up consent and then it becomes a different type of fetish video yeah. and that's fucked up yeah there is because of that and the specific trend you do start to see the same performers doing like certain types of videos like okay you're okay with this kind of video and that's why they keep going to you for these because you can sell it because you're like cool with it yeah another thing that came up in that article actually is like people say yes to those types of videos because there's somebody that's around to replace them in a fucking heartbeat yeah and there's what's crazy about porn is like i didn't realize that there were people like out here like trying to get into porn like that yeah i've listened to a lot of podcasts that have had sex workers on them um primarily uh porn actresses and actors but it does seem like there is there's like a shelf there's like a point you can get to where it becomes like really lucrative 
And that's usually about the point that people like create their own site and stuff and are generating their own content. And then they have, cause then they, at that point they have more creative control over what they're doing. And like, they'll usually start like either work for production companies or start their own. Cause that's kind of, you can make a good amount of money in a short amount of time as just performing, but it's inconsistent because there are so many people trying to get into it. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's just, it's acting. It's just this acting involves sex. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know how easy it would be, but if you wanted to get into porn tomorrow, I think you could. Yeah. I think like, whereas like with acting, it's like, uh, who do you know? Yeah. Yeah. You could definitely just start fucking. Yes, absolutely. Like that's someone will put you in a video to do something, whether you're jerking it by yourself or chatterbait is an, is a perfect example of that. I will also note, let me, let me say this. I did, uh, because I was curious a while ago when I was doing a lot of talking about this topic, like cam shows and stuff, Mm -hmm. I went and I watched, like I sat and I like for a good three days, I watched cam shows Mm. and I was just like, what the fuck is the appeal here? Who is this for? Like, what, like, is this like the advanced GFE girlfriend experience for those who don't look at escorting sites? very often (laughs) uh so i went and because this was around the time like uh the homeboy or i guess we're not even really friends but like that dude we know the bootlicker lost a gang of money to that girl uh who he was like calling his girlfriend but she was really a cam girl Mm -hmm. and uh he so i went and i looked and i I figured out like it like they forge like a relationship with people on there yeah in the same way that like a twitch streamer or youtuber it's very does similar yeah and it's like i can understand like people who are looking for companionship but like i couldn't imagine like many people actually masturbating to that kind of thing i don't think people do they i just, mean i'm sure there are some people who do because that it's a very specific scenario that they're into but i imagine most of the people who are like going to the same like especially if you're going to the same uh cam often it's because i mean that's it's been a thing for a long time but they do get to know the people who are in their stream and which means that they're going all the time and they're engaging yeah like it's like imagine being a regular imagine being a regular on some girls like or some person's cam I literally cannot imagine. Like what? What are you doing with your? Oh I don't man! Imagine video games. I love video games. Oh, I like I. Um, I can understand uh, being a regular in somebody's chat during a stream mm. because, like, there are people you can interact with that aren't the streamer there. That's and it's not weird, right? Like, yeah, you can be in somebody else's chat or a streamer's chat, just talking to the other people in chat and not interact with the streamer yeah, at all. Same shit with the, uh, you see it in, in uh, camps too, but like what that's like, that's like going to a strip club and like only talking about like basketball and like facing the bar. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in the strip club talking to the bartender about what the <laughs> sports game la- was last yeah, night. I guess it's not exactly analogous. Yeah. Because like, come on. Like, I don't know if, you, if that's you, I don't mean to call you like weird or anything like that, but like, we just don't understand it. Yeah. Just, you know what? If that's you, let us know why we'll keep your information anonymous because that's interesting to me. Yeah. That is that it's a unique appeal. 
Yeah, maybe we're the, the ones. There's clearly a huge market for it because people keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. It crosses my mind now that maybe it is I that has a weird inf- uh, relationship with sex. Uh, watching a girl bust it wide open on Chatterbait or Omegle or whatever. <laughs> Omegle's that random chat one, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so never mind. Not Omegle, but Chatterbait and whatever the other cam service there is. Uh, watching a girl bust it wide open on there and then having a normal conversation with some other person in there is just completely normal. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm the, uh, maybe I'm the weird one <laughs> trying to make it all about sex. I guess everyone has a different relationship with uh, sex and sexuality. Yeah, I don't know if if the right place is the uh, chatterbait chat room to talk about like why Apex Legends is dope. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right place. Well, who knows? <laughs> not me. It's definitely not me. Also, I want to say that the amount of uh, amount of cam shows that I watched where people refuse to like take off clothes Mm -hmm. is like, I mean, they use it as like an incentive to donate or whatever, right? Like you throw me money and then I'll do this. The amount of times I had gone into rooms and seen somebody like reach a donation goal and then just shut off their stream. I was just like, damn dog, get that money out here. Next level scamming. Yeah. And in order to withdraw that money, because uh, I know somebody who did do some camming for a little bit, in order to withdraw that money, you have to send them your government ID. <laughs> you, have to, <laughs> you have to send them like a picture, like your driver's license. Yeah, proof this is your money. Yeah, dog. My buddy did not want to do that. Yeah. He was just like, no, there's, <laughs> like, I'm not going to let these people know who I am. Like, I guess I just lost that money. I guess that's the, yeah. that's the, that's the logic is... Who's going to, who's, how many people are really going to be like, yes, bitch stole my money and I need, like, here's, here's my credit card. Here's my name. Matches the credit card. Go after. Yeah. Or even if you're making money on a cam show. Yes. Third party bank. I need you to go after. (laughs) God damn. Well, anyway, uh, happy Valentine's day. There's your sex talk, (laughs) the birds and the bees and all these groovy things. Charles, yes. you watched some things. I watched some things. I uh, I watched like two and a half things today because it's my day off. And stuff I'm meaning to get to. I watched uh, Reign of the Superman, the most recent DC animated movie to come out. came out maybe a week or two ago. To like kind of refresh myself because, what was it? The Death of Superman, like the third time we've seen The Death of Superman, came out uh, a couple months ago. It's like they they did a two parter, and it's all the DC movies since the Flashpoint par- the DC animated movies since the Flashpoint paradox uh, all share a continuity. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's so they cool. kind of incorporated that. So just so Flashpoint, so, so a bunch of them suck. So many of them are bad. Okay. So many of them. Yeah, because if they're based on a lot of the post Flashpoint stories, and like yeah, it's all New Fifty Two stuff, and, and like it's adapted for the screen. Mostly because of uh, there's just like too much other continuity and like events tend because they're, they're all based off for the most part they're based off events yeah and so you're not going to cover thirty books worth yeah. of you know worth of something that new fifty two reign of the Superman one is that where they build the other Krypton on the so, other side of the sun um, well that's planet Krypton and that's before the new fifty two 
Superman has died in the current continuity, but we haven't seen it. Okay. Like uh, when they did the Superman doomed event a couple years ago, like 2013, 2014, um, they referenced the fact that Superman had died at the hands of doomsday at some point, but uh, we never see it. Good. It's just a thing that got carried over um, from the pre new 52. Okay. Continuity Superman died and came back. Um, but the circumstances were different, but uh, the ones that are like in continuity, like Justice League War, which is based off the first Justice League storyline, and then there's uh, there's some original ones like Justice League versus Teen Titans, and they remade the Judas Contract, but which is an old Teen Titans storyline from the fucking eighties. Like the, the Judas 70s. Contract is the Justice League versus Teen Titans, right? No. Hold on, the the same thing just occurs, right? Then no, Justice League versus Teen oh, Titans. Oh no, the Judas Contract is the one with Ravager and her brother yeah. and Terra. No, Terra's not in that. Terra's in it. It's okay. when Terra is sent by Deathstroke to infiltrate the Titans, and like they're fucking, and it's weird. Dog, uh, you know it's fucking crazy because Teen Titans was a really good fucking cartoon. Yeah, that shit was dope, and they canceled that shit. Might be coming back in some form. Oh, it's it's too late now. Well, yeah, I think. Um, Teen Titans Go was actually a lot of fun. Teen Titans Go was very funny. <laughs> a lot of the episodes are really good, and they do like when they do meta stuff it is usually done very well the like when they openly acknowledge that like robin is like fucking psychotic <laughs> it's pretty fucking good man oh but, well anyway you were saying a bunch but, of uh, stuff yeah like there's some original ones like they do tweak the continuity like instead of uh aquaman being in the justice league initially it's um shazam instead and then they introduce aquaman later but like uh the most death of superman is a retelling of that story, obviously, but set in this continuity. So um, the f- famous lineup of the Justice League is... But like they also include Hawkman and Martian Manhunter, uh, who was in the original story in the comics, but just kind of joined the Justice League off-screen in the continuity of these movies. But uh, the first movie is just kind of setting it up. Um, it, there was all, They also did like Superman Doomsday back in like... 2006 it was like it was one of their first animated movies um when they're trying to get that brand going but the death of superman is okay it's mostly set up but the scene where doomsday takes on the justice league is great like it's very well animated one of the things with the dc movies that bothers me is the way their mouths move something about it like like they're they're not good at faces. Whatever animation studio <laughs> Warner Brothers is using for these DC movies is not great with faces. Their fight choreography and like their movement and stuff all looks pretty good, but when they're talking or like they don't have facial expressions, it's just very rudimentary mouth moving and it's like off putting a little bit. So as long as no one's talking, real into these movies. But uh so like the fight scene in the first one is very good. And then uh Reign of the Superman picks up where like the end of death of superman superman dies rain superman picks up with uh just like in the comics back in the early 90s it's steel john henry irons uh superboy the half superman half lex Luthor clone cyborg superman uh hank henshaw who's a uh astronaut who superman couldn't save and the eradicator who's kryptonian technology 
They tweaked the story, though. And so, like, the Death of Superman was a lot like the uh, Clone Saga, and that it went on too long and it wasn't good. <laughs> okay. Like, there were too many moving parts. But, um... Okay, so the Eradicator, I was thinking about this. This is the one with the cool costume. Yeah, the Eradicator looks great. Fantastic design. Uh, it looks like a more modernized version of Superman's costume, but, like, with the, you know, some Kryptonian elements. Mm-hmm. Um, I could take or leave the uh, yellow glasses. But they look cool sometimes. Uh, so it's the, the these four individuals trying to fill in for Superman. Um, the Eradicator and Cyborg Superman are claiming to actually be Superman. Cyborg Superman believes himself to be Superman, but it's implanted memories. And then Superboy is basically like PR for Lex Luthor. And uh, it tweaks the story in ways that work really well. Like the Eradicator, instead of like accidentally absorbing a bunch of uh, Superman's memories, is actually is trying to fill in for him deliberately while he's recovering. Uh, never claims to be Superman in the movie. Is just like this is what Kal El did, and until he's recovered, I'm going to continue to do that. But he's like a robot, so he's not great at it. Cyborg Superman was created by Doomsday, or not Doomsday, by Darkseid, and is being used kind of like uh, as a way to, like now that Superman is dead, and Superman is someone that Darkseid, one of the few beings that Darkseid sees as a threat, once he's dead, we use his image to like kind of lure Earth into like uh, relaxing again so that he can come through and fuck stuff up. I mean, I think that it would have been more advantageous to just show up after he died. Probably because without Superman, like you already like, there's a good chance that the remaining defenders couldn't have taken him out. He does. Part of his plan though, is to get rid of the justice league. They do end up in another dimension that they can't boom tube out of. So it's at a point where there's, there aren't any other major superheroes. The Titans are said to be around, but um, obviously they're not the Justice League. Yeah, and uh, he also has this plan where he's adding apocalyptic technology to normal citizens, and basically turning them to these like cyborg drones uh, under the guise of like this, this Kryptonian, this quote unquote Kryptonian technology brought me back. This is the cyborg Superman. It's like this Kryptonian technology brought me back, and I want to use it. And now the Justice League is gone. I want to use it to help you help each other. And uh, so he starts doing that, and that's how Darkseid opens another portal back to Earth, saves the president. And the same event that gets rid of the Justice League, he saves the president, and in the same situation kind of embarrasses Superboy because Cyborg Superman shows up and does a better job. So is Superboy in his sexy leather jacket? Yeah, he is. (laughs) He's wearing that, like, comics accurate, but the jacket, instead of having the Superman logo on the back, it has... And a Lex Luthor patch on the side. Oh. So it's less cool. Maybe we'll see the jacket come back. <laughs> that version of Superboy did return to the comics recently, which I'm really looking forward to seeing how that shakes out. The leather jacket would be on point too these days. Yeah, it would. Because it's part of the fashion lexicon now. It would be real dope. Just a <laughs> leather jacket with a giant Superman logo emblazoned on the back of it. But... The president at this point declares that she believes 
Cyborg Superman is the actual Superman. Based President on. Amanda Waller. President. It. No. Okay. It's. I forget what her name is. It's a, it's a woman president. It doesn't matter. She's in two scenes. <laughs> now that Cyborg Superman has like their trust, that's when he like starts to do his plan with the cyborg people. And, uh, they don't have, they like, once they have this cyborg technology on them, they're, they lose their personality. They're just flying around helping people, but like they lose themselves in it. And after a certain point, he decides to enact his plan. Dark side tells him it's time. The cyborg people end up, it turns out they are, used to create a giant portal from apocalypse to earth. And that it's at that point that steel Lois, Lois has found out who there's like this subplot where it's like at this point in the continuity um, and in the death of Superman, Lois had just Clark had just told Lois that he was Superman right before doomsday shows up. Uh, Clark has been dating Lois at this point. That had started at some point between the last time we saw Superman in one of these movies and this point. But he, they had been dating. He decides he's going to tell her he's Superman. As soon as he does, that's when Doomsday shows up and he has to go. Gets killed immediately. He, she tracks down. She's trying to find out who is, like, if any of these people are the real Superman. Cyber Superman shows up at her place and she's like, this dude's not really him so she, then she tries to investigate the others the eradicator never stops to talk to anybody he just does his thing and then fucking dips S- superboy obviously is lex openly is like he's a clone of superman and so it's just steel she finds out they they had met so she finds out that john henry irons is steel they start investigating together about the other ones steel goes up to I don't know why I'm giving the whole fucking plot, but <laughs> there's this weird subplot also where like she's been hanging out with Wonder Woman because because it's based on the New 52, Superman and Wonder Woman dated in the earlier movies. That's fucked up. X is hanging out with each other yeah. and shit. Can't have that. So there's like a weird thing there that they're going to start dating each other <laughs> yeah, on some uh, Legend of Korra shit. Yeah. Oh, God, that's fucked up. But. She ends up captured by Cyborg Superman and, like, goads him into, now that she knows who he is, like, goads him into, uh, like, he wants revenge on Superman. And he's, she's like, you're letting Darkseid use you. Like, you've got the power to do it. Why don't you just do it? And so he shuts down the portal. But now it's Cyborg Superman trying to kill everybody. And Superman's alive. He's in the, he's in the black suit. He's got the long hair and the stubble, and but he's not fully powered up. <laughs> that's that's the funniest part about that Superman shit to me is they rather than like put him in a suit, they put him in a black Superman suit. So the black suit is to absorb more solar energy. Oh, is it? Yes, it's Kryptonian technology, <laughs> and it's black so they can absorb the maximum amount. But it still has a bright silver Superman logo on the front. That's the explanation <laughs> that they give. Okay. Okay. And uh, they fight Superman wins. 
But now they know that Darkseid is still like about it. Darkseid's like drats. Yeah, Justice League makes it back out. He's basically, he talks so much. And I feel like Darkseid loses a lot of his appeal if he talks too much. Who's the voice actor for Darkseid? Is it the same one from the Justice League cartoons? No, if it were, it'd be dope. Yeah, I don't know who's voicing Darkseid <laughs> in the movies, but it's not as good. Because anytime I see Darkseid, I just think of the one from the Superman, the animated series, and Just League. It's solid. It's definitely worth watching. You could honestly skip the first one unless you want to see someone like the actual Doomsday Superman fight. But Reign of the Superman is actually pretty solid. I liked a lot of the changes they made to the original story. So I watched. I also watched Brawley because I wanted to see it in theaters, and I just my schedule didn't. I just didn't work out. So I found it online, and holy shit was real fun oh was it i'm behind on like i'm not up to date on super i fell off after the uh resurrection f arc don't worry it's not canon i'm dead serious super uh no uh the brawly movie's not canon isn't it no it's okay. set uh after the tournament of power well it's set after it but it's not part of the story oh, okay. like it's it's the same thing as like uh, the Tree of Life. Yeah, because I know the old, the other movies, like the movies, traditionally have not been yeah canon. They take place after certain points in the story. Yeah, like some of those Dragon Ball Z movies, some of those old ones are fucking fire. The yo Tree of Life is still pretty solid. Yeah. Um, cooler, uh, Cooler's Revenge. Yeah. Oh is god, real there was good. one. There was one right after the Tree of Life. Uh, fuck, what was it? There was one between, I think it was the Garlic one. Garlic Jr. Saga. Yeah. So, Garlic Jr. Saga is interesting because it was released as a movie in Japan, but they worked it into that point in time in the dub. Yes. Like, as episodes. And so, it's the pacing is weird because they broke it up into episodes. But, yo, Garlic Jr., that was so good. That was yeah. really good. Especially because Goku's gone. Yeah. And it's, it's just like Gohan, Piccolo, and Krillin trying to like figure shit out <laughs> as everyone in the world becomes a slave to this dude who uses the Dragon Balls to make himself immortal. Yep. It's real good. That you, Dragon Balls being made, used to make you immortal is a recurring theme, it turns out. In the, I was like looking up the Dragon Balls the other day, and uh, King Piccolo, like the first big villain of, the, of Dragon Ball, was trying to do that shit. That was uh, Vegeta's original goal, Frieza's goal, like a bunch of villains. I mean, they based, after Frieza, no one really gives a shit about the Dragon Balls anymore. No, they abandoned it like the, the scouters. It's just real like fucking cool. Oh, we're going to use this to bring people back to life. That's almost exclusively what's been used for since then. Yeah. But the Brawly but, movie. But anyway, Brawly is real good. Like, I know it's because it's released theatrically, but like, it looks amazing yeah it's it very animation very friendly good. and like there's some continuity stuff that uh it because it ignores the other three brawly movies this is just a new version of brawly yeah that's uh, supposed to be closer to what could work in the current continuity and his it's a lot cleaner and it like works better timeline wise with a lot of the other events that it tries to relate to than uh, the original one. But uh got to, it mostly just looked really good. That's really <laughs> all I had to say about Brawly is the fight choreography and the animation is incredible. Like I wish I had seen it in theaters. It looks amazing. 
but uh, it and it brings back some stuff from uh like they bring fusion back because uh the only we the only times we'd seen goku and vegeta fuse was uh in outside of the majin buu saga was in gt which is definitely non-canon now and the fusion reborn movie which was which i didn't see all of i think i just saw the gogeta fight scene in fusion reborn but and really the the fusion sequence was the only like the pre-fusion sequence was the only part of it that was like they're wasting time right now <laughs> with the he, dance or what yeah using the fusion dance but it they but you have to be like similar height and weight but go, they, get, they got rid of it. Well, they have to be, you have to be of like similar height, but also you have to match your power level. That's like, okay. those are the requirements. Um, so like, even if you do the dance and your power levels aren't matched, it won't work. It won't even like fuck up. It just won't work. So like, okay. that's how he's able to demonstrate it with Piccolo. Cause he's way stronger than Piccolo, <laughs> but they like do the gag they did in the series. Um, I just rewatched, I'm rewatching Dragon Ball Z uh, I'm watching Dragon Ball Z Kai for the first time, along with this uh, podcast, All Systems Goku. Giant with, with Bomb. Giant Bomb. Yeah. It's real fun. Just two, <laughs> just two dudes who have never seen uh, any Dragon Ball, like, see it all for the first time. It's especially fun when they, like, call stuff, and then it happens that way. It's like, man, this is real formulaic. <laughs> but Whoa. it's fine. It's still fun. But they still do the goof of, like, Oh, they fuck it up this way, and now they're fused, but they're real fat, and they got to wait half an hour to do it again. And they do it again, and like they're fucked up and they're skinny. Every time they bring up the fusion dance, they have to go through that whole shit every time. So, but like it's in the last act of the film, so like it feels really out of place. But otherwise, I enjoyed that movie a lot. That's good to hear. So if you just want to like see cool anime fights, uh, Brawly's worth checking out. I'm going to watch it this week then. It's for sure worth checking out. It's real fun. People have been telling me that I should watch it based on uh, like typical shit. Like, oh, it's really good. Like, if you really like Dragon Ball Super, then you'll like this. And I was just like, I didn't watch Super because I thought it was dumb. Yeah, a lot of it is dumb. That's why I stopped watching it. And like, there's a lot of the animation is inconsistent in Super. Mm-hmm. But because it's a movie, it's high quality the entire time. Oh, well, good. I don't like, I don't, I mean, I don't like a lot of anime, but that's one of the things that keeps me from watching anime or certain anime is the animation. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it'll dip. Like there'll be f- like four or five episodes in a row where yeah. it'll be like, what the fuck am I looking at? If I wanted to read, like, I would just fucking check out the manga yeah if i wanted to see this few frames at a time well, like you when like it's so i've seen stuff where, like you can see the keyframes and like yo like oh, if you're yeah. if that's where your budget's on, at on some scooby-doo <laughs> there's the door that they're opening type shit <laughs> yeah i was like oh, all right like God. maybe maybe cut down like your episode count like if if the budget's tight maybe i don't do so many episodes so at least they can all be consistent yeah for sure all right, let's get into the questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours for all your questioning needs. Uh, so uh, this first one comes from Juice Campbell. Any favorite indie games or underrated games in general? 
I would say uh, Gunpoint is one of my favorite games. Hmm. It was this indie game made by this ex uh, journalist, and it was like basically a puzzle game. You jump from building to building, and you have to steal things from the building. You're like playing some like noir detective that buys these like frog pants or some shit like that, and it gives you the ability to jump super far and stuff like that. It's a really fun. It's cute and all that. I really like Super Hot as well. Super, super hot, hot fucking bangs. Super dude. Hot was like. When I saw it in the the store, I was like, I don't, I don't, what is this? I don't understand. And then I played, I was like, it, I think it was free in either like Xbox Game Pass or like for Xbox Live or something. I downloaded it and I was like, well, if it's free, I may as well. And holy shit, the game was real fun. Yeah, dude. And like the aesthetic is great. Yeah. And the voiceover is like super hot. That the whole game is really good. That and uh, I really enjoy Rocket League as well. I mean, it's not like a small title or anything, but it's small-ish. It's not a triple-A title either. Yeah. But it's great. I think it's great. It's a lot of fun to play. That's my shit right there. How about you? I have not. I mean, aside from like the handful of things that come up right now. Like I've played the last thing, smallest game I played recently was uh shantae genie hero oh <laughs> okay okay I, like, I mean this is a i i vaguely remember this this game from like a decade or so ago let me uh play this remake or sequel or whatever whatever this is we go I, you know, i'm down for some base platforming i've only been playing spider-man and kingdom hearts recently i, I don't <laughs> really have much video game wise it's not those two franchises fair enough shit well, I guess that's it for that. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper wants to know, dumbest peripheral for any handheld or console. I'm going with Rob the Robot for NES, <laughs> but the Power Glove isn't far behind. I'm going to say Virtual Boy. Virtual Boy was hot trash. Because like it would make you sick. It would make I think I don't know anybody who didn't get sick from playing the Virtual Boy. I've used the Virtual Boy twice and not for more than like 5 minutes. So I didn't. Maybe I just didn't play it for long enough to mm-hmm. get disoriented. But yeah, it, it's not good. I don't. I don't know how you could unless you like. That was just some shit that like you got for Christmas and you had to play it because it was like all oh, you were gonna get for a long time. You could definitely play. But like it's so bad that I don't even know how you could play it long enough to get like disoriented. Yeah, the it's motion awful. blur on it alone was awful. Yeah, it's fucking awful. I mean the. Uh, the rumble pack not the rumble pack i mean the rumble pack is dumb it's real awful. dumb for the yeah. n64 uh that only exists because it's the only it was the only way to get donkey Kong 64 to work they were not going <sighs> to ship it but like because it also has memory expansion it uh <laughs> allowed them to get the extra content they wanted onto the cartridge Jeez, i didn't know that yeah is that a retro knots fact um i forget how i found that out okay but um also the microphone that was only used for hey you pikachu also on n64 real dumb because it didn't fucking work and the game wasn't good and the pokemon snap printer (laughs) oh my god oh man the the amount of times i went to blockbuster and promptly lost all those pictures (sighs) when they released uh pokemon snap on the virtual console you could export them uh to the Wii to an sd card oh very nice yeah so if you're like hey 
I want to share these pictures from a port of this game from 20 years ago. <sighs> Rather than having the built-in share functionality like every other fucking console did yeah. at the time. It was for the Wii. They were doing their best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. That was that was like before Twitter was huge. Yeah, Nintendo was... Uh, Nintendo, they're adventurous. Yeah. Most of the shit doesn't work, but at least they tried it. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, my next one is probably going to be either Steam Controller or the Steam Link. You've never seen the Steam Controller? I don't think I have. Fucking Google it. It's it's supposed to emulate like having a D-pad as well as a mouse, and it's one of the oddest contraptions ever. Like it's cool, like as in like Steam tried some shit and they they succeeded to some degree, but I mean, it's real weird and goofy. And the Steam Link is just oh like yeah, a, I've seen this. Yeah, it's fucking weird, right? And the Steam Link is just some useful HDMI transmitter for your fucking uh, for oh, your yeah, games. Useless, I should say, not useful. Uh, that one's not good. There are a lot of really bad ones. Wait, really, is that, a, is that supposed to be a mouse pad? What? Yeah, it's supposed to be like a trackpad. Oh, that's it's like unique, but like trackpads on on fucking. Uh, Console controllers? No, on laptops are bad enough as is. Yeah, I can't imagine trying to game effectively. I'm sure it's like okay for like something like Civ. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Interesting. Uh, Rella (laughs) Rella says, Vic Mignona is in the news. He finally got fired for being a fucking creep. I'm surprised that people are actually defending him since literally everyone that attends anime cons warns young girls to never be around him alone. I think I remember hearing about him being a weirdo as far back as 2007. What are your thoughts on Dick Lasagna and the controversy surrounding him? I mean, it's not a surprise. Look, I'm not even going to front. Like, I heard rumors about Vic Mignogna being, like, a fucking weird creep. But, like, you know, when I was in my early 20s, when I was hearing that shit, like, I was one of those dudes who was on 4chan constantly. Yeah. And like specifically a board called CGL, which was their cosplay board. And when people would talk shit about other people, like I never really took it seriously hmm. because most of the time that shit was like made up anyway. Yeah. Like it was, it's like the beginning of gossip folks by Missy Elliott. Yeah. Like I heard she eat one cracker a day. <laughs> well, I heard she got hit by three zebras and a monkey. I can't stand the bitch. No way. I love that fucking song. It's a great song. Yeah. It's a great video, too. Yeah, it is. It is. Man, Miss Yelly has some good videos. But anyway. She's the shit, man. So anytime, anytime... I heard anything like along the lines of like this person's a bad person or this person's a creep. I just assumed it was like weird hearsay mumbo jumbo bullshit because like that's what people from 4chan did, right? They just made up malicious rumors about people and just kind of like kept their shit moving. But like on occasion, some people would be proved right. But I mean, it's the same, same thing a lot of times or not even a lot of times, but sometimes where you have somebody who's the broken clock, right? They're yeah. They're right, but they're wrong a fucking lot. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter that they're right. Like I don't know. Yeah. I I do I really hate that particular idiom, whatever. Even a broken clock's right two times a day. Yeah, but fucking 
22 other times they're fucking wrong how many minutes are in a day how many seconds are in a day right that's how often that fucking thing is wrong so it's like that is a statistical anomaly <laughs> yeah that that's, you that in any other situation you'd be like it's bizarre <laughs> that this was ever right <laughs> if anything else is wrong as a fucking broken clock you throw it in the goddamn trash which everyone does with broken <laughs> clocks stop saying a broken clock is right twice a day that's a, it's funny because uh, going back to this, just very briefly, bear with me. Joe Rogan did that same shit with Alex Jones before like they started beefing with each other. He was like, Alex Jones has been right about some things. He's even got contacts in the White House. And every time he would say that, I would like stare at my phone that was playing the podcast. And I'd be like, my man, if you he broadcasts for like five hours a day every day like six days a week yeah and he's right about one thing once in a year he's right about that one thing <laughs> uh, i like, don't know if this is the hill you want to die yeah, on it's not a good uh not a good track record but yeah but that's that's how it was on like those four boards yeah. because people would just say wild and ass shit just about people cuff. yeah yes. they would accuse just dudes like random dudes of shit and it's just like well hold on like, why are you doing where this? Where is this coming from? Yeah, and that was my first experience with, like, the internet rumor mill. Yeah. Because they would just make shit up, and shit would just stick. Yeah. It was really strange. And, like, once the anonymity started going away for certain people, like, once you took it from, uh, if it were, once you took it off of uh, 4chan mm-hmm. into a realm like Tiny Chat or AIM yeah. or anything like that, like, once you started doing that, then it was just kind of like that stuff died. Yeah. Like those, like ma- that made up shit went away, but sometimes it didn't. And like with people who were popular, it just didn't go away all the time. Yeah. People like Jessica Negri, uh, Pixie Terry, I want to say her name was, but like apparently she was a, a piece of shit anyway. Exactly doing some shit. Yeah. Uh, same with Momo Kun. Like Momo Kun was a target. Momo Kun's been a target on that board for decade yeah for a long fucking time dog same with like jessica again and basically anybody who was popular at any point was like made a target on that board so i never really took any of anything that anybody would say about any individual person seriously yeah unless if i knew them personally and only on occasion would i hear somebody that i know personally be like yo Vic's a piece of shit. Yeah. This is why I watch subs, dog, because I don't want to hear his fucking voice in my shit. Wow. Because he's, he's a piece of shit. And, well, I mean, all I can say really honestly, I don't know him personally. I never met him. I've never seen him in person or anything like that. Like, I, I mean, look, sucks to be him, but as long as he's being excised from the community on some good shit, like, mm-hmm. as long as uh, people aren't, like, making shit up which it doesn't sound like anybody is yeah then he deserves it so good riddance fuck him he doesn't need to be around and uh, yeah he should be fine he's been in enough uh yeah i'm, in, I'm on the imdb right now because i did not i don't watch a lot of anime i didn't know who he was uh he's I'm, been in a lot of shit i know i this imdb and he's been been in video games he's been he's done some like a bunch of shit for star trek randomly yeah Apparently been voicing Brawley forever. Yep. He's a, yeah. This dude's got a pretty extensive. Uh, he's been in like 
a lot of shit. So back in the day, there was this group called the Ocean Group who used to do yes all the dubs. Yep, you're familiar with the Ocean Group. Yep. So uh, before after the Ocean Group, because you would hear them everywhere. Like after they went away, mm-hmm. Vic Mignona, like and a few other cats, like Steve Bloom, yeah, and a handful of other people. I don't know a bunch of the like. Basically, those are the only two names that I know that do American voices <laughs> yeah. for anime. And basically, those two and like six or seven other people, maybe up to like fifteen people, took over the industry and have been yeah. doing it since. Yeah, because yeah. it was just really just Ocean until Funimation got formed. Yeah, it was Ocean Group turned into ADV or vice versa or something like that. And then Funimation came around. I actually kind of want to talk to somebody about that. If you guys know some anime luminary heads, let me know. Because I sent out an interview request to somebody for my newsletter. And they haven't fucking responded to it yet. Well, they said yes, but they haven't responded to the email yet. But anyway, whatever. That will be on the newsletter. Out-here.info. There's a plug. Um Go to that, sign up for my newsletter, read it. I sent out the last one on Super Bowl Sunday, so basically nobody read it. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have done that. That was a bad choice. But it goes out every first Sunday of the month at about 3 in the afternoon. Well, that does it for questions from the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Thanks, everybody, for writing in. I appreciate it. Chet's going to be back next week, I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, All right. Well, uh thanks everybody for listening to this week's edition of real nerd hours charles you want to plug anything no all right cool <laughs> uh, uh you, follow me on twitter i guess the charles zero one all right perfect uh i'm i've, I've been denzel i've definitely not been chet <laughs> uh, we'll support the show on patreon patreon.com slash real nerd hours go to real nerd hours.com for our social media information and yeah Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you next Thursday.